Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. The show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite 4, known as Elite Dangerous. And the fantastic community that surrounds it. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. It's even louder than me. The hottest show this side of Dizzo. The name of the place. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Commanders, and welcome to episode 397 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Sapphire, Chief Archivist of Lave Station, otherwise known as Colin Ford. And joining me in the Orange Sound Winder Bar for this episode, we have our usual Head of Health and Safety, Commander Aid Levice, otherwise known as Ben Moss Woodward. I've made it back, and pants are optional. I, I will leave that up to everybody else's imagination. Um, we also have our staff oh, liaison. No, I probably don't want to do that. Uh, I mean, you can do it if you want, Colin, but I'm not no. going to do anyone else. No, Are no. they magda pants, though? That's the question. Well, they're optional, obviously. Um, um, yeah, right. Um, we've got our staff liaison officer, uh, Commander Psykit. I'm kind of instantly regretting rushing to get here on time. Yeah, I was stuck. At, I was stuck up in the attic and thought, "Oh no, I've got to get down quickly, otherwise they will miss me." Mm. And that's not a euphemism, Governor. Yes. Okay. And we also have our uh, Space Wonga and Space Wonga Debt Collector Services CEO. That's Commander Shan. That's not what I do. It is now. I am. A, I am a good person. I am kind. I am generous, and I would never ever. Resign as Chancellor of PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> or Health as, as Secretary. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> yeah, so real life has just uh, invaded us, unfortunately. Uh, so we'll just, we'll just skip over that. Um, if what you is wish- it that Shan does? Sorry, just let, let me start some chat. What is that Shan does? I spread light and joy wherever I go. And if you mean yeah. by light it's and perfect. joy... Yeah, they're trying to work out what that dish, uh, the definition of light and joy in Shant World actually is. Um, yes. <laughs> He's a hide a lawyer that will prove black is white and gets killed on the next zebra crossing. Now, um, if you wish, you can join us live. We're hanging out. Well, we have somebody hanging out and open, I think. 
Yeah, I, I am braving open in HAP 22460. Oh! Alright! <laughs> <laughs> So, if there is a target on um, on Ben's uh, back, there is certainly is one now, especially if you're in open. Yeah, in open, in a place where they're doing a CG. What could go wrong? What could go wrong, indeed? Um, so, yes, we'll find out how how that goes. <laughs> if you can't get to uh, to us in game, or rather, if you can't shoot Ben in game, you can always join the Twitch chat channel, where you can access through liveradio.com live and click on the live chat chat and um, you can either go to twitch.tv slash liveradio or YouTube liveradio or Facebook liveradio or even Twitter liveradio. We are everywhere. So let's go around the team, see what they've been up to this week. We'll start with Ben because we'll be touching on what uh, Psyche has been on about um, when we come to the actual shenanigans for this week so ben you first so yeah my my i had some real life takeover for last week and yeah that's all mostly dealt with um yeah people people who are poorly are feeling mostly better uh so that's a win i guess um you know family is all alive and well and all that kind of stuff so yay um i computer wise i am 80% there. Um, I'm working on a, on a, a auxiliary, 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 yeah. I'm working on a second, on a, on a backup. Yeah, uh, On a backup graphics card. Um, but it's, it seems to be working fine, so that's all good. Uh, my PC seems to be okay. And looking at the stream, you seem to be able to see things as well, so, you know, Huzzah, I guess. Yeah. Um, um, Game-wise, not really had much of a chance to play anything. I did manage to fix a Quest 2 while I was back home. For some, We had some weird reason where our the left-hand speaker of, of the Quest wasn't working, uh, but doing a factory reset on it, on it fixed it. So that's good and saved me from skinning one of my children. Because <laughs> um, yeah, it was just a software problem and not a hardware one. Uh, I also had some fun fitting windows and you know oh and more, more adventures in the loft. Um, although I my adventures in the loft weren't quite as hectic as Collins apparently. No, no, it's just I I lost I, for some reason it's like it's like a TARDIS up there. You lost tra- you lost track of time in the loft. I I lost track of time in the loft. And uh, are, are you scared of going into your loft, Colin? I.e., is it like has it got no wooden floors? You can't. Oh no, I am. My beams and stuff. Or no, no, the loft is is very secure. It's just I'm scared of the amount of junk that's up there. Uh, <laughs> so you, are you, are you, is your is your loft like ours was about three weeks ago before we went off and emptied it? Um, yeah, the, if it would take a good week or so of just sorting stuff out to, to empty it, and uh, I'm also scared of half the things we find up there, living or dead. Like, <laughs> like spiders? Oh, no, not, not spiders. Spiders are cool. Yeah, you, got, like got, you got any rats up there? Uh, no, but we've got rid of the rat in the back garden. Oh, good. That's good. That's good. Um, yes. I also managed to... Um, I also managed to... Um, almost basically sort of... Chopped just the tip of my thumb off over the weekend. That was that was interesting, um, but I've sort of super glued it 
and things back together again. So I'm just keeping that all all wrapped up and protected. Uh, and today I gave the the vampires of the NHS even more blood, but they wanted to sort of make sure that my thumb wasn't infected before they would actually take my blood. <laughs> so so yeah, that was so I had to go off and unwind and decrustify my thumb. Um, but yeah, that, that happened. And, you know, my, my thumb is not infected. I might, I have a, well, I have an X hole, so that's good, I guess. Um, an X hole. Very, yeah. <laughs> is that a euphemism? <laughs> he's he's just had the tip, and he knows he's got an X hole. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, all these things happen. Um, the annoying thing is, I was being healthy when I was, I was I was chopping up vegetables for my tea when it happened. I should have just had a bloody takeaway. Well, there's your problem. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's all it's all been fun. Well, welcome back, and I'm glad that everybody's better. Yay! Uh, yay. Okay, um, Commander Shan, Chief Wongerist, how are you? Um, haven't done a lot of playing of games because I've um, still arranging funeral stuff and. Mm. Um, I spent today working on uh, my dad's eulogy, which is quite strange, really, because how do you sum up a father-son relationship in five minutes? So that's been... You can't. Trust me on that. You can't. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can. My dad, he had sex with my mum. Thank you, Dad. Thank you for that, Ben. That's, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I'll use that. Um, yeah, it, it, that's a good eulogy. Um, let me see. In, in brighter news, uh, tomorrow is uh, fourth new cat day. Oh right, so we've got the new the new cat turning up. Yeah, new new kitten day tomorrow. So we've had to secure and prepare its landing zone. Um, so this means that we can we can start quoting Mrs. Slocum at you for um, uh, for a lot of. Uh, they're all Mrs. Shan's cats, really. Um, but they're all the same make, just different colours. So, um, yeah, they get on well. And we've got the uh, the cat fence going up next week. So that'll be good. They can go outside then. What are you sniggering at? A cat fence? Uh, no, 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 no. Blue Ganymede is saying, is Ben sure that was his dad? Not the milkman, you mean? Yeah. Oh, you know, even even then, the milkman could might still be my dad. Um, uh, anyway, I, 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 I'm agreeing with LBY, though. I have to admit, I, I do have a question for Colin, and hopefully he'll bring it up when we come to him. Is he said um, the rat is no more? Yes. So when you found it, did it have like a spider attached to its nose and a very smug no. looking Zeno bunny? <laughs> uh, oh, I see what you mean. Uh, no, um, I'm not going to describe what I discovered. For we, th- I didn't discover it until it rotted away for almost a week, so it, it wasn't pleasant to look at. Um, so what killed it? Was it the rat poison? Oh, it was the rat yeah. poison? Yeah, it was a rat poison. Apparently, the the rats decided to. Um, they really love peanut butter, and so the the um, uh, the pest control officer. Because he, he was from the council, he put peanut butter all over the poison, and that was it. Funnily enough, we've seen less squirrels in the back garden as well. What, you got a whole big pile of dead squirrels? <laughs> I'm I'm half expecting to find some. I, 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 can, I, I just 
speak, or you're, you come across as this very normal, very calm sort of guy, but I bet in your loft, which you then claimed is really, really tidy, you have like lots of squirrel heads you kind of talk to, and they no. talk back to you. No, no, I'm afraid not. It's, it's, I'm afraid the only thing you'll find up there is a whole load of um, 1980s and 90s CDs and uh, Christmas decorations, I'm afraid. Um, well, nothing's, that's nothing, what everyone nothing, has in their loft, isn't it? <laughs> Nothing, nothing exciting as a shrine to dead uh, squirrels, I'm afraid. Uh, <laughs> right, okay. Now, Psychic, let's just say uh, you've been busy. I mean, in game, we've all we've we've been busy. There's been there's been a lot go on. The monster has. Um, you have has, unleashed some some rage. It, it, it's been it's been it's been a wild ride. I remember. Um, I remember when um, when we first like started it, started everything um, uh, with regard to the witch hunt, and I, I sat down and I was, we we set up a Discord for it and all of that sort of stuff um, a couple of weeks back, and um, I genuinely expected maybe fifty to a hundred people there, and um, like a hundred people at a push if we were lucky, and we talked about it in that kind of that yeah. kind of um, uh, scale. And then this morning, this morning, our eight hundredth person waddled into the <laughs> server, and um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a bit mad. It's been um, it's been a really a really ridiculously emotional week because not only we did that, we did the fundraising for Ilga World. We 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 finished off all that. It's, um, and, um, apparently, and also there was an amazing F1 over the weekend as oh, well, which yes, I, I adored and I'm very, very grateful for Halos. I just want to, I must add, um, I thought, I thought it was, um, Silverstone was absolutely fantastic. So, um, between everything going on in, um, in game, which I, I don't think I've, I've barely played anything else other than Elite, um, and everything, and and the F one. That's pretty much all I've done all week. <laughs> all right. Well, um, yeah. I mean, how how happy with you to see that you got a mention in Galnet, not just on on live on the live uh, Frameshift Live Galnet. Yeah. So <laughs> obviously. Obviously, we joked and said, you know what, what would be amazing is sometime down the line, once once all this is said and done, there, there might be like, we might be a footnote in a Gowner article or just something mentioned in a, a Gowner article um, saying saying that that's going to, um, that there were like a, a, bun a bunch of commanders sort of sought their own initiative to um, uh, destroy Azimuth. Yeah. Um, with their assets and stuff. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's really, that would, it's just something like a footnote on an article would be really cool and something to have. And then um, Thursday night, the, because um, it was so many, there were like, we got three Gowner articles in a day on Thursday. It was, yeah, it was, most it was pretty strange. manic. We've had a lot of Gowner articles um, this week. Um, and just to have that drop on, um, drop on Thursday night and I was trying to just finish off the very last bits of my missions and I was running a little late and I just um I didn't realize how much it would mean to me um until it actually happened because to me that is like um 
that right there is akin to like having my station in the game and going and visiting my station. That's always gonna gonna have been there and be a thing. And it's just nice to nice to be able to leave that footprint. And um, I'm I, I think we were just in the right place at the right time, reacting to the right reacting to the information and finding a, a group of like-minded commanders who also wanted some outlet to be able to react to the current plot line and um frontier have um i don't want to say rewarded us softly because we're still working real hard to make sure that um these um the things our objectives are um, achieved, but um, to see Frontier sort of like acknowledge that has mm -hmm. been has been really cool and incredibly satisfying. And I'm just glad that we managed to we we found the outlet to be able to react in the way that we wanted to and have it acknowledged. I'm very happy. Yeah, because I must admit, when you look at what's happened to uh, uh, the Azimuth player group, when you look at uh, Inara. Mm -hmm. I have I haven't seen a a dip like that since oh I don't know <laughs> the pound on on Brexit. Well, so what's kind so. of what, kind of what you get when you get like a group of commanders like there's a fair few people in there who have a lot of experience with the BGS. There's a fair few people who don't have experience with the BGS, and also they drop in and give questions and have questions. And um, if they have a question, there's like. 80 people who are who will quite happily answer those questions for them and stuff like that and uh, my sort of core objective was to be like okay i bloody love the bgs and it's one of my favorite things it's the reason that i kept playing when i first started playing playing yeah. elite when i found out about the bgs and the fact that we had this tangible thing that we could we could play with so my sort of um my hidden objective was um Let's see if I can get more people interested in the BGS. And even that's been achieved. Like, I've had people dropping by going, I knew nothing about the BGS before this. And, and now I found out that there's this whole other facet to the game that I knew nothing about. Yeah, I know. It's I, great. I, I, must, I, I must admit, it's... It I mean, you got the BGS. I got the much rarer power play that kept me going over the, over the, dry, month, uh, the dry months. So, um, yeah. So, thumbs up to to psych it i mean <laughs> a fantastic achievement and uh yeah we'll be touching on more of that later in the show um as for myself well yeah i've been playing um a lot of elite i've been playing a lot uh it's finally clicked with me up with final fantasy 7 the remake i've finally got my head around it uh and i am now getting cloud to um to really uh basically kick bottom and the main problem is is that um, I am I am at the moment in love with two characters from this game, and they're that good. You just can't choose between them. It's uh, it's it's heartbreaking because you know that you you'd have to choose one, and you can't. Are you Tifa and Aerith, or Aerith, yeah, and Tifa, and the way that the the way that they've gone and done the characters this time round is. It's everything that was in your head from the original game plus more, and uh, yeah. So the one thing actually, perfect. Me, one thing that puts me off the that remake is the fact it's only until a certain point in the original game, isn't it? They haven't kind of done all of it. You can't do all of it. It's too big just to do in one game. 
Um, yeah, they've managed to take... I will say that there is one section which is obviously a repeat. So there's about maybe a repeated hour, maybe a two, hour and a half. But apart from that, it's all original content and they've managed to flesh out everything. So it feels like part one. Don't get put off because people just say, oh, it's just the same first five, six hours of the game. No, it's a lot more than that. And I would thoroughly recommend it to everybody. Uh, so, yeah, that's my B game at the moment. But, yeah, um, as, as other people have seen, I've been hanging around where Salvation is spying on him. Uh, and we'll, we'll touch on that later. So, yeah, that's that's basically been my week in, 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 uh, in the galaxy. So, uh, last question, sorry, Colin. Um, going back to the rat, oh. did you bury it? Did you stick it in the bin? Did you burn it? Or what did you do with it? Um, well, it was both me and the guy that uh, the gentleman from the council uh, discovered it because um, it had spent a week rotting in the shed and we just uh, we found it. And so basically it was put into a plastic bag and, and basically um, disposed of. See, see me, me, me and my dad, me, me and my dad, when, when we, I think I told you we had a, a rat inside the rabbit cage when I was a kid and I had to kill it with a spade. Yes. Um, and we had the same question as what to do with the body. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, dad, mum wanted, be- wanted to throw it in the field next door. Um, uh, dad said, well, you just bury it in the garden. And I wanted to give it a Viking funeral because it involved fire. Um, so in the end, my dad let me have a way and even lent me some petrol to pour down a hole to set light to it. Mm. Right, I see. Um, well, most people, if they find a rat round here, if it's killed, it's put into the dog poo bin. Because <laughs> there's a, a park not round here that's got things for dog poop. And, of course, that's where... The, yeah. Uh, why, why can't you just shove a stick of fruit its uh, body and mm-hmm. barbecue the sucker? Or send it to the local <laughs> Chinese. What's wrong with rat on a stick? It's, like, it's, a, <laughs> it's a healthy alternative. Rat a van? There we go, Ratatouille. eh? I was waiting for Ratatouille, I have to. Yeah, I was was waiting for Ratatouille, I'm just sorry. We just thought, it's predictable, we might as well get it over and done with. Uh, Little Biggin, yes, no, you can't do that because it's poisoned, but it's full of rat. Yeah, it's a very good point. So you can't eat it, Colin, because it's poisoned. Well, yeah, I I didn't intend to. Yeah, I I just have to point this out, I am not a rat eater. Um, Nopilos in Discord says, break it up. Of the warning of future rats, so you could like put it like um, like in Game of Thrones with the with the uh, with the Ramses, didn't they? They used to put skinned people upon crosses as warnings not to come to their territory. So you could do that to the rats. Okay, let's move along and see what's in the development news this week. Well, there was Frameshift Live number eleven with Arth and Bruce, who turned up to present. Um, their, their, their show. Um, there wasn't much in the way of new news. Um, however, uh, it must be highlighted that we did see the return of the Space Loach being um, uh, sort of displayed like a dead rat, actually, on the front of the desk. So uh, I think we've got... Well, they had Sandro spread out. They had Sandro spread out on the front of the desk because he's sort of like one of those models you see at shows. Okay, um... I, I can't see where we're going with that, so I think we'll move on. Well, it's um, a space loach. 
Um, they did make the, uh, the announcement that the next Frameshift Live will be happening live from LaveCon. Woo! <laughs> At least somebody's enthusiastic about it. I'm more, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> Why? Because I'm just thinking about the technical things that that could involve. Oh, well, no, that's not your problem. That's Grant's problem. <laughs> <laughs> Did they say the format of it? Will it Will it be just them on a live stream, or will they... I would imagine it's, going to be the, I imagine it's going to be the normal thing, but they've not said... Yeah, they, they haven't given us any details. They just said it's going to be from LaveCon, but they have said that there's not going to be any big major announcement. Yeah. So um, it's. I think it's. we might get uh, any uh, other members of staff that have turned up to LaveCon. You, and, well, we and know Darren's that. coming. Yep, we know Darren's coming. Um, so, yeah. I hope it is live stream, because one of the things that was always slightly kind of disappointing in a way about previous physical late cons is when they had their panels mm-hmm. that was not live stream was it no no but no but that's because there was um we we're giving away exclusive content at that point um if they are giving away exclusive content then the same thing will probably happen it will probably just be recorded but um uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see probably it will be live streamed because there isn't any any big news so that's quite sad, really, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Take a, take from that what you will. Um, now, senior designer Darren um, Halali joined them, uh, and the uh, couple of good things came from that. Um, obviously, Sally appears to be salvation. No reaction there. Well, um, I was just saying, was that is is she writing the character of salvation, or is it one of those? Nudge, nudge, wink, wink things. I, I think they're basically thinking that Sally's saving them. To be honest, she is. She is the salvation of the of the uh, of the CM team. Being being serious, actually, I saw that Sally was being a naughty woman last night and was responding to people's emails at nine o'clock at night. And I, I was tempted to say, Sally, go to bed, or at least get off, stop working. That's, oh, oh yeah, I suppose if she's working at nine o'clock at night, that's a different matter. But yeah, um, right. What else was there? Um, yes, they also mentioned, of course, Operation Witch Hunt. Um, so Darren was watching Psychic Stream, and he also said that um, Thargoids aren't humans. There, there's a bit of a blinding, obvious spoiler spoilerism. I mean, when he said that, I'm not going to lie, I fell out of my chair in shock. <laughs> yes. Uh, so it's confirmed they are definitely not human. Um, ben, get it out of the way. Get one out of the way. Oh, normally you make your usual protest about um, Thargoids are friend, not food, and oh, okay. something like that. Well, uh, Thargoids are friend, not food, but they're also not human, so hey. Yeah. So, so there you go. Um, Sean? Yeah, was it a. Was it a sarcastic thing, or was it kind of tongue-in-cheek, or was he hinting at something that's going to be revealed about our <laughs> makeup in the future? That's more tinfoil than I possibly think that I could I could use in that sentence, and it's it's I I would say it's unlikely personally. I, I don't well, think he could about... hint at anything. Oh, because because we're speculating that there's going to be on-foot Thargoid combat 
in the future, mm-hmm. later yeah. this year. I'm wondering whether or not it's alluding to. Are you, you, going, you, like are, you have been watching far too much Scooby-Doo. We're not going to come across a whole load of Thargoids, shoot them, and then take the mask off and go, oh, it was old man janitor from down the street. Yeah, it is going to take its take its exoskeleton off, and it will just be fucking salvation again. All theater seven. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's Men in Black Four, isn't it? <laughs> uh, gee. <laughs> Yeah, so moving on from there, I mean, we got we had some nice little tidbits from um, from Darren. Really, um, he is now tied for the longest designer uh, who's worked on Elite. So basically, he said he came in um, just at two point four. So that would see that is um, quite a few years because that, that Thargoid content. Was yeah, that. that was the beginning of the Thargoid content. Um, so. I think the only other person I know of that has been working on Elite from for more than that has been Dav, because Dav's the server god. Without without what Dav, about we... people like Dom doing the missions? Has Dom been doing it longer? I think Dom's left, hasn't he? Dom's not left. Dom is definitely still there. All oh, right, fair enough then. Also, then... so that that um, Darren was saying he's the lo- he's been the longest running designer. Ah, oh, of course. Yes. Ben, can you do me a huge favour? Yeah, maybe. What, what was that incoming operation update that you just had pop up on your screen? I have no idea. How do I see that? <laughs> I guess I got so, here. Sorry, I just happened to see it and I was like, I need, was it the, I think it's just the all medical supplies need to go to the heart of Taurus. I think we're all right. Probably. I just got excited for a moment and I needed to double check. My no, apologies. No, continue with your podcast. Yeah. Well, I don't, we're, we're trying to continue, but Ben keeps exploding. He just exploded. Um, what, what what do we expect in a CG system in open? <laughs> um, uh, although, boom, you know, to, boom today? Yeah, definitely boom today. Um, although, you know, thank, thank you, Commander El Chapo, who is apparently French. Welcome to my ban list. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, right. Yeah, there was a, a couple of interesting things that Darren was saying. He was, he was um, explaining a lot of the design philosophy in Elite and that a lot of his job is trying to work out if they put a new thing in, what will it break? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it's, it says it just goes to show the complication on the complexity of the, of the back-end code that's involved with this. Uh, because, yeah, I think we've seen it quite a few times where some things have broken when you don't just don't expect them to, and we know they haven't even touched that bit of code. So, yeah. That is interesting because we know, and this all confirms that we know there's been a technical debt within the core elite code for quite a while, and this seems to, to back it up in that it's now become such a behemoth for coding. Mm-hmm. It seems to be a limitation for what they can do in the game, simply because the code is so convoluted and it takes so much effort not to break stuff. Well, the the I mean, we're only assuming that it's convoluted because I I don't know about you, Shan. I don't know if you've got any experience of coding big systems like this, um, but it, it does get to a point where. It, 
you might have the most well-structured code and um, the ability to, to pop things in and out, left, right, and center, but it's always easier to add something on to the other side uh, as a new piece of code that will interface with existing stuff rather than dig through um, any existing system. It's 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 one of these oxymorons in in um, in software development is that after a while, no matter how well you you've coded or structured it, it does seem to degrade and have trouble. It's yes, that comes from having it evolving, doesn't it? People, you're under time pressure. You need to get it working. You need this. You need to, and people just put it in, and it just kind of builds on top of that. But yeah, it's just interesting he, that he made that comment and he just sparked some thoughts off. Yeah. Well, the other thing that I was going to um, touch on, the other thing, because the one thing that he said, they, they gave him the, the, the big hundred dollar, uh, the million dollar question, which was, um, if there was no um, limit on resource and time, what's the one feature you'd put in? And then he disappointedly seemed to say that he would actually redo the encounters that you have uh, flying about um, flying about the galaxy. So in other words, um, or whether you're intercepted by pirates or whether you're intercepted by police or um, and basically dealing with sort of NPC encounters as you fly through the, the galaxy. I found that a little bit disappointing because... If that's what he wants and he needs infinite time and infinite money to do it, that's one of the things I really thought this game needed is that little bit of... And it's obviously not little, but that bit needs overhauling. And, yeah. <laughs> he, he just avoided the question in a way because if you or me said, what would you do with infinite money, infinite people, whatever, we would say atmospheric planets with big game hunting and chip interiors. That's the way we would go. But the risk is, if he said that, that can then be misconstrued as, oh, we're getting big atmospheric planets, big game in series of shipping. Do you see what I mean? He had to say something like that, because otherwise it could set an expectation. Mm, Well, I mean, that's that's the issue, isn't it? I mean, normally we'd have thought when you frame the question that way, um, that's what I'd like to do then surely you, you people will understand the question as being, you know, that's only if we had infinite time and infinite um, infinite uh, funds. But, yeah. Well, we'll move on from um, Frameshift Live 11, and hopefully we'll see everybody uh, at LaveCon and f- uh, for Frameshift Live 12. Um Unfortunately, one of the things that has happened this week, there was a, a minor update to help with the fleet carriers. But it did seem that since that update, CQC has broken. Uh, and it needs everybody's help. Um, now, this item is already in the issue tracker. It's, it, I think last time I checked, it was tracking at number 10 out of the top 10. Um yeah, it does seem that CQC crashes to desktop whenever you finish a match. So nobody uh, in the CQC Discord has been able to, um, obviously, f- 
get results for the matches that they've been playing. So we would ask um, if you have a spare vote on the issue tracker, that you give that a vote. Try and bump up the uh, the priority order and, and let people know that uh, we know that CQC is a niche part of the game. Um, mostly, well, we've been through the reasons why for absolutely ages, but um, please give them a boost and, and let the, the CQC players shoot each other again. So, yeah, that's, that's where I was going with that. Um, we also have the Discovery Scanner. Now, the Discovery Scanner came out on Monday. Uh, and, uh, yes, it was... Uh, a lot of the the same news that was in the um, uh, in the in the frame shift live, but there was a couple of things that that uh, were quite nice. Um, do we want to touch on that, or will we hold that for later? I'm happy to touch it now. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh, there we no, go. No one never said that. Blow me in my dreams. Okay, now I'm just getting a little confused. Anyway, um, yeah, there was a fantastic video that uh, was a homage to the Expanse. Um, and I'm trying to find the, the link to it here. Yeah, Commander uh, Nick Web 85 aka Stuff by Nick, uh, stepped into the creative uh, spotlight with an absolute breathtaking video titled Elite Expanse, a homage to Elite Dangerous and the Expanse. And if you've ever seen The Expanse, which I think there's an awful lot of people out there that have, uh, you'll know that the intro is is certainly unique. And uh, Ben? Uh, I just thought I was going to say, you know, uh, Nick Webb was one of the uh, editors who did Sagai as well. So he's, he's, he's done a lot of creative stuff for Elite Dangerous Community. Oh, excellent. Um, yeah, that's fantastic to see those. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll show people the um, the video at a later point, but um, uh, we'll also put a link on, into to the show notes. Ironically, um, it got a comment and a like to J- from James S.A. Corey, who, for those of you who don't know, uh, is the is the pen name for the guys that have created the Expanse in the first place. Because um, I can't remember. Ben, you're the expert. Is there's two guys who That's write into Mike that Frank and Dan. Oh, it's not Dan Novak. He's the producer. Uh, mm-hmm. It's probably Ty Frank anyway, because he's the one who does all the social stuff. Yeah. Um, so I mean, they were asking. Well, uh, have to, having seen that video, that we're being told to give Elite Dangerous a try, but we we don't know whether it's an MMO or not. To which um, the Elite Dangerous account said, uh, "We're big fans of the Expanse. You need any help? Just let us know." So it would be nice to see them flying about, see see how they handle the uh, uh, a Cobra instead of the the Rosinante, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that would that would be an interesting one. Uh, right, and uh, yeah, I think that uh, brings us um, to the end. Really, um, the the scanner, uh, the discovery scanner had a nice little, um, a nice little uh, cartoon from Commander Daz Dazjav, who's has got his little SRV tails over on Twitter, and uh, yeah, so and. Commander Crunch Buttstreak got um, a mention as his featured commander uh, on the uh, 
on the stream. So, um, we shall look at what has been happening with the in-game events this week. Well, um, yes, it's been a lot of catch-up, to be honest. Uh, for most of last week, Galnet was concentrating on um, putting in um, a catch-up for Azimuth. So there was part three, part four, and part five um, of the um, historical perspective. Um, Salvation then announced that he was preparing the final Thargoid battlefield. So that kicked off a CG. And you can imagine what fun that's kicked off in HIP 22460. Um, so they were asking for a lot of medical supplies. I wonder why they would need medical supplies. Because the weapon's fucked and it's not going to work. Sorry, that was rhetorical, Colin. My bad. Really? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and of course also announced at the same time was Operation Witch Hunt, which opposes the Azimuth Biotech. They sound pretty uh, really cool. Yeah, they do. They do. Um, the leaders to the Alliance of the Federation of the Empire responded to the Azimuth Initiative um, on the 1st of July. And on the 4th of July, the Thargod cult, the, those bunch of Thargod-loving wackos, um, <laughs> Uh, has condemned salvation for mucking about on the uh, <laughs> mucking about with their own god. So the first apostle, whoever whoever she is, has decided to um, to stand and make a station, uh, make a stand against uh, salvation. Uh, unfortunately, um, that makes her the leader of a leaderless cult, apparently. Uh, and then today we got a second community goal start where he's saying Salvation is now asking for additional Guardian artifacts needed to power the super weapon. Uh, so basically that's running from this Tuesday to next Tuesday. So no boom this Thursday, maybe a boom week on Thursday. Or Tuesday or Monday. If that the the um the Guardian artifacts goal has a very, very low threshold. Um, my, well, I say very low. It's 550,000. That said, it's been live for what feels like 20 minutes, uh -huh. and it's already at 8,593. I think it's... I'm. Is it, it past it's, tier two already? It's not at tier two yet, but it, I don't think it's very far from being at tier one. And potentially, if, it, if that completes over the weekend, we might see something early. I was just really excited to two, see two CGs and something on a Tuesday as well. It was wild. Mm. Yeah, it was, diff it was different, um, I must admit. But I was there thinking, oh, I was looking forward to Thursday. And then this seemed to be, oh, it's another delivery thing. Oh, well. Um, Sean? I was going to speculate because you said there's no boom. Um, today, well, Ben's about to go boom on screen, but um, uh, no, boom, <laughs> boom, boom today. Um, I was wondering about what people thought the boom was going to be um, in terms of game mechanics. Will it be the conflict zone? Or will it be, you know, the conflict zone, i.e. Um, player faction versus faction, salvation versus X? Or will it be a AX? swarms you have to deal with? I just wonder what people think the final event is going to be. Well, uh, I'll hand over to Psychic now. I mean, buckle in. So, um, 
my my thoughts are my thoughts are because um i i feel like they are um they have looked and to see what they have planned or to, which needs to be done on the run-up to update 13 she says very steadily in um in august they have something that that needs to be implemented during update 13 at the moment they're well on track to that but i think they looked at the cgs and went oh shit we've got an extra one that we need to shoehorn in to um make them in on time so my thoughts are in answer to your question channel of whether it's going to be one thing or the other my thoughts are yes it's going to be <laughs> both but only because we have um we have um let me let me um establish this a little bit um as far as like the timeline is concerned we have cornsar as a reference to look at what happened before yeah. So we can go, we can take from this information that Salvation very foolishly has run out of the um, the shit that he nicked from the um, Alexandria. And I, when I say nicked, that he murdered everyone for and then stole the inside and then split the ship apart by disabling the FSD. Like, you know, all of the people on the right side of history do. But um, he, <laughs> um, um, that that happened. He used some of those um, Guardian artifacts to draw all of the um, Thargoids to Kornsar. The Thargoids, there were anti-Xeno conflict zones. There were, um, I believe there were anti-Xeno conflict zones. There were also um, non- um, non-hazardous uh, non-human signal sources um, that um, people could go into and fight Thargoids all of that was happening and that all happened over the weekend and then he let off his Proteus wave practice device and in this instance in the single system it worked on the I believe it was the Monday when he did that and that what and that wiped out every um, every single um thargoid that was in that system or there was no more um uh, uh anti-xeno conflict zones there was no more um non-human signal sources it was just um it was just um lots of the first instance of um like seeing thargoid uh crashes and remnants of thargoids on planets with atmospheres it was it's, go to cornsar it's really pretty if you enjoy looking at dead thargoids um yeah, there's, a, yeah. there's a there's a lot of a lot of stuff down there but um, i feel like we, we're currently in the throes of having a prolonged version of that yeah i mean i must admit a sort of um i was hoping that the thing would fire this this thursday but um with this other CG, uh, you know, it's looks like it's going to be delayed further than that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm just I'm just dreading that the next next Thursday there'll be another delivery CG saying, "Oh, we just need a bit more," and we're going to have to wait for the August update for something to just explode. If you see, I, I, mean. I don't I don't think we're gonna I don't think it's going to be quite like that. I think we might have. Um, I think there's probably going to be um, a, a CG which is going to be anti-Xeno conflict zones and things along those lines because mm -hmm. um, your boy, your boy, um, Daddy, Daddy Savlon, gone done, gone done, messed up, and um, 
it's it's there's something we know from the Proteus wave initially when the Proteus first fired, it fried everyone. I quite like the idea of it frying the, the all of the anti Xeno troops from the Federation, the Empire, and the Alliance that they've all brought over. I think that's quite fun. Yeah, so the, the, the polarity of the neutron flow, and it's exactly the one. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, the f- the first one um, on that crashed anaconda, oh, well, on that crashed anaconda that where they found this uh, the original this original Thargoid um, guardian. Um, it's one of the only planets where I think it is the only planet with um, Thargoid and Guardian sites on. Yeah. Um, the all that system has got the only planets with that in, and they the the logs for that say they oh it's like the um the remnants of some giant what well, must have been some giant Thargoid war, but they were collecting the guardian artifacts, and someone did something and it burnt all of the humans on the um on this um anaconda on the on the Proteus and he's still calling it the Proteus wave because for some reason people aren't making that connection and going, Yeah, well what happens if everybody fries again? So how does that translate into player agency and game mechanics? So I'm, I'm curious now. What do, what do you mean? What are you what are you wanting? Well no I just I just wondered because we've been building up to this for a while. And I, I'm just wondering, because, you know, in, in some movies and stuff like that, they have the fleet come in, there's a big fleet battle and all stuff like that is like the finale. I just imagine, what do you see for the players to do as part of that finale? Is the thing well, that I, I see I see Azimuth supporters and Salvation supporters potentially fighting Thargoids during that time, or people who just really like th- fighting Thargoids as well um, during that time. I'm really enjoying the Azimuth supporters having the distraction of a 2CG so that we can get on with um, battering him in his home, in the home systems and battering Ab- Azimuth in the home systems. That's where, for me, that's where my player agency lies is... Um, the the side where I know that I don't know necessarily that it's going to make any sort of difference to the story, but it's quite nice um, removing salvation of the assets that he owns. It for me for me in my head canon, it's removing any like some of his tangible wealth by and removing those assets to him. Yeah, and support network. Exactly. Yeah. Whether that has any function, and obviously they're, they're present in places like Mbuni, M- M- which is um, it, it's just Azimuth that is present there. So we know that we can't, and it's permit-locked, so we can't get anybody in there to um, to flip the system. But we're like just removing, yeah, yeah, Ben, you're right. Removing his support structure, removing that. That to to me, especially because, especially because um, Frontier made it a Pilots Federation alert as well. It, it, it anything which is marked as a Pilots Federation alert that I I interpret as something where you can actually go and see and visit and have as like a tangible thing for a commander to go and see. Um, as far as like a big war between mega ships are concerned, I mean, it'd be quite nice to see a, a new Thargoid variant come off the back of this before we get Thargs on foot. That mm. might be quite interesting. Seeing like a real big thick with like a, a thick with five or seven C's come out of the um, come out of hyperspace and go, hey, 
you're messing with my lads no and then have that done that'd be pretty cool yeah um, i mean there are rumors that there is actually a massive thargoid thing of uh, thargoid ships still hidden in the game files uh we'll just have to wait and see whether or not they bring that out mm-hmm. I, I mean i hope they do I really do hope they do. So basically, you see the um, a mega ship scale Thargoid take on another mega ship. That would that would be phenomenal. Just just imagine the the fantastic fleet battle that you have when um, a federal battle cruiser and, and, and an imperial interdictor are in the same CZ. CZ. Can you imagine what it'd be like with yeah. just one of the mega ships and the Thargoid mega ship at the same time? Uh, yeah, and I feel like I feel like there is there's definitely um, could part of it could like completely on the flip side of that if the Proteus weapon if the Proteus wave isn't the thing that's going to wipe out all of these um, armies you mm-hmm. when you go when you go up to like for example the Thargoid um, the the um, uh, uh, the Empire um, ship that's there, and yeah. you and if you get your weapons out, it gets its weapons out as well. And those aren't those are special like Thargoid um, anti Xeno weaponry. So yeah. are, are these like like in Star Citizen where on like the expos with Star Citizen where you can go and see these concepts and these proof of concepts are these just like little hints to say this is what's coming these are the things that are going to drop in well when these, you're doing those battles yeah these these um these mega ships there's there's a a federal battle cruiser an imperial interdictor and an alliance the alliance has a mega ship uh, a Wells class mega ship, which is just racked full of anti-Xeno weaponry. They, these three are specialist prototype anti-Thargoid capital ships, because capital ships have been wiped out by the um, uh, by the, uh, the the knockout field, the 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 Thargoid pulse, whatever it does, it it knocks out. Um, it knocks out the big ship, so the big ships can't do anything. So we've got, so the us as players have to to step up and take the mark. Um, I'm hoping that we see something big like that, and I'm going to have to hand over to Shan because he's 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 about to burst. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of because um, obviously um, a lot of information and speculation. What I personally would want to see the finale is is if you like a height a hate triangle. Between um, Salvation, the superpowers, and the Thargoids. And I would love for players to be able to fight on the side of the Thargoids by perhaps having an unknown artifact or a probe or something as cargo in their ship. And that, if you like, acts as an IFF for Thargoids not to attack you. So you could choose to fight for the Thargoids against Salvation or the rest of the thing because uh, because that would be such a cool twist oh uh, yeah i mean the other cool twist is uh, all of a sudden the guardian ai turns up at the same time because <laughs> that that is that is practically the practically the um the the three-way split right there guardians oh, versus yes a little bit out of the blue because they've been quiet for so long but yeah mm-hmm. i'm just basically thinking of the players being able to take a third side in a CG, and I would love that third side to be Thargoids. <laughs> well, you you never know because they might, with all the research that they've done with D two, you might be able to get plugged into a Thargoid ship. 
Puss, <laughs> where are you at, love? <laughs> uh, I mean, personally, I'm hoping that we, yeah, we end up with these big combat zones with the with um, fighting off Thargoid scouts and Thargoids around the mega ships, like like the Gnosis when it was working. See, everybody, just relax. I said it right that time. You don't have to take a drink. Um, so. I want yeah. to fight for Thargoids. I want to fight on behalf of Thargoids. I want to be the agents of chaos. I don't know. I don't know that they have the. Um, I, I'm sure we've had this come up before, and um, there was confirmation that they, they, that just isn't a mechanic that they have available in the game. I might be entirely wrong with that, and I'd be really interested to see that option, but. Um, I don't know. I mean, if you carried a Thargoid artifact in your hold or a certain artifact and the ship, the Thargoid ship then scanned it or knew it was aboard, then that would be a friend or foe system, wouldn't it? Well, at yeah. the moment, if you're carrying, if you're carrying Thargoid, again, by all means, feel free to get rid me. If I'm wrong, it's been um, absolutely donkey's years since I've gone anywhere near a Thargoid, but um, they... If you're carrying Thargoid paraphernalia within your hold and they hyperdict you and scan you, do they then attack? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, if you're carrying Guardian artifacts, they certainly attack. Uh, okay. But that's only if you've got... Um, uh, if you haven't got... Uh, if, they, if they come close to you and scan you, then, yeah, they, you'll probably be in trouble. However, my reputation with the Thargoids is they take one look at me and they run away because um, I killed so many of them to get my elite rating. So, basically, I'm hyperdicted and they don't come anywhere near me. They, they only come after me if I go after them, if you see what I mean. So, and that, all I was doing was killing scouts. I never really got an intercept of, to get my elite ranking, but... Um, my reputation with them is in the is in the tank, so okay. it's nice. It's, it's nice to be um, scared to have, to have bugs scared of you. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I could be misinterpreting that. If any any of the anti Xeno initiative had to see um, see the same behaviour, because you know obviously they'll have um, whacked a few bugs themselves. Uh, I'd like to hear about it because you know I want to make sure that I'm not the only one that the Thargoids are scared of. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think we will move on uh, to that time of the week again. Score alert! Welcome back. Well, it's time to to discuss the the new paint jobs that have arrived for my favourite looking ship, and the, it's the Imperial Clipper. Uh, it has um, copies of the the sheer line paint jobs that have been going around, and I must admit, 
I'm I'm gutted because I think they've ruined the ship. <laughs> uh, it, I, I must admit, the Imperial Clipper ship, especially one with the red wings and the blue on top, I'm there going, it's just no, no. Um, Shan, what about you? Um, if Starga Holidays and Coach Tours were to have a ship, it would be this one painted out as such. It's just so fuddy duddy. Yeah, I am with you, Colin. The the, the 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 clipper has really graceful swooping lines and I like it as a as a ship look, but yeah, it just looks like it looks like you tried to make a clipper out of Lego but all you've got is the bit leftover bits. Um, I will say, for some reason, I don't know why I'm going to say this, but the orange and black and white one at the very end of the list, uh, I actually quite, I think that's okay. That's nice. But all the others, I'm just, oh. See, oh, no, I, I no, I would no. say, if I were Irish instead of Scottish, I wouldn't say no to the uh, the orange, green and white one. Yeah. I mean, I must admit the um, the first one, the one that's on screen at the moment, that definitely looks very French. I mean, I know they're trying to evoke. Does it make the... it runs away a lot. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I mean, and yeah, it, it's it looks. I know they're trying to emulate the white star liners, but um, yeah, psychic. I hate it. I hate it, and specifically, I hate the uh, my least favourite out of all of them is the green, white, and orange one. I absolutely hate that one. It's the Italian sort of look, isn't it? It's Italian flag. Well, hang on, hang on. This is me, Shan, and Psykit all agreeing on something. I just dislike them. They they ugly. They have no alibi. <laughs> wow, um, Ben, what? Are we going to make it a clean, a clean sweep? Oh, it, is a clean, it is a clean sweep. I'm not a fan. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you were the only fan. Ben. No. No. We're no only fans either. <laughs> oh, man. So, um. Apparently, our tech, our tech specialist does like the first one. He, he likes the. the, the Red, white, yeah, and blue one. the red, white, and blue one. Um, um, I hope he hasn't got a faulty graphics card, and it's good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, white star liners like the Titanic. Yes, it, it's, oh. they're certainly going to sink. They've gone down in our estimation. I'm afraid. Oh no, I won't be getting that one. Do, do you think they've sold any of these? I just wonder because. Do they have? And they must have stats on what paint jobs sell the most. Yeah, and I'm just wondering what has been the top-selling paint skin for the Clipper, and where would this fit in that ranking? You know what? That is a fantastic question. Why don't you save it up and ask them at LaveCon? Because this is the kind of thing that um, they should be able to ask. Because it's not a spoiler. It's not. It's not. Um, causing any problems with plot or it won't spoil it any is, um, it is business information what to say oh the, this this one sold the most it's well that's you know that is business information to say you know these ones sold this one didn't so 
But I wonder if it's worth just saying, can you tell us what the best-selling or the most popular skins on each ship are? That might be interesting. That like that, that's not going to say oh we did we didn't we how many copies we sold or anything. Just yeah. saying maybe, maybe maybe we should maybe we could ask them to see if they might be able to prepare that information and also you know some other galaxy stats like how many people bought a, a fleet a, a fleet carrier after the Golconda event. <laughs> so like a top like a top ten sort of like uh, top ten paint job skins and yeah. Yeah, or like, well, who, like of the most popular ships that people are flying at the moment, which we know, we we have a good inkling of what at least four of those are. Then we can, um, then maybe we they can say which was the popular paint job, most popular paint job on each of those ships. They did that, that ships a while ago, didn't they? They did. They did. A while ago. They did. I mean, we're not asking for actual sales numbers, guys. We all we're asking. Basically, is for basically a top ten. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I can hardly see how that would be proper um, business information. Uh, apparently, people have suggested that we ask Mal for the win because he's a big Clipper fan. I'm a big Clipper fan, and I'm telling you that I'm not buying one of them. <laughs> I, 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 I tell you what, if, if Frontier do not release this information, we in Live Radio will make our own list up. And you don't want that, do you? Yeah, I must admit, uh, Commander Ventura is now uh, putting pictures from Battle of the Planets saying it looks like the Phoenix, which is the the main ship from that. And I can see where he's coming from, but um, not really, I don't think. That that ship was basically the, the first spaceship of my childhood, that was. Forget the Enterprise, that was what I thought yeah, I grew that, up with. That, that was mine as well, Colin. Mm. And, and now he's ruined it for you by you now in your brain you're now comparing that ship with the clipper paint job <laughs> and certainly yes it's um yeah you're ruining my childhood waves fist angrily um right we'll move on from there um we're going to get a uh take a short break now and we'll come back to have our main discussion after these messages are you suffering from battle crabs? We advise White Star Cream. Get rid of a battle crab after three shots. Sweet dreams, little ones. You rest up in your hangar bay because in the morning you'll wake up to smell fresh laser fire because you're in a federal corvette. And there's one thing that a core dynamic ship does well, and that's kill ships. Big ships, small ships, wings of ships. We even have a go at booping asteroids. Enemy shields down. Enemy dead. There's no fun targets, Commander. That's all you'll ever have to say in a Federal Corvette. Core Dynamics. Let's not talk about skimmers. 07 Commanders and welcome in. I'm Commander Psychic and with me, as always, is Command... Oh no, wait, this is Live Radio. Oh... Boy, space is cold in here. That commander has a cheek sitting up in his cosy and warm cockpit while we haul radioactives around his cargo bay. Oh, is it cold? I hadn't noticed. Oh, that's right. Why, you're not even shivering. Maybe it's because I picked up this North Coast cargo bay sweater. It keeps me warm and stylish. Say, that is a nice jumper. It's made from the finest Verex wool and handcrafted by novitiates in the underground monasteries of Van Manen's Star. Wow. Where can I get one? 
New North Coast Cargo Bay sweaters. Be the envy of your friends. Wow every lady from here to the Empire. Be warm and toasty even on the tenth planet of a dying star. Now on sale at Spark and Mensa. Better now? Better? Why, I feel so warm I'll probably never catch man flu again. Spark and Mensa. Because nothing says sexy like a neck-high jumper. I spend so much time in my Imperial Trader, I find it really hard to meet people. I mean, when do you get the time to go to bars when you're taking on courier jobs for the military? But with VenusDating.com, it was so simple. I just put in my personal details and they found me my perfect match. I really thought it would be difficult, but Venus Dating made it so simple, with so much in common. We both like movies, walking along the beach at sunset. Browsing Imperial shipyards. And of course, since we started dating, we've discovered that we both really love... <laughs> shooting <laughs> Thargoids. Let your voyage begin with venusdating.com for every first encounter. The Dex Legacy on Lave Radio, broadcasting to every corner of the galaxy. Uh, and welcome back. Um, uh, I do apologise for the uh, uh, the extra delay there. Unfortunately, the the Xeno Bunny would not go into his hutch, and I am now getting glared at by an evil-looking rabbit. So, um, <clears throat> yes, uh, pray for me. What does the what does the evil-looking rabbit? Does it have like glowing red eyes, like something out of the general wound work from Watership Down, or? I actually have to say this about our rabbit. Yeah, if you catch the if if you catch the light the right way, he does have blood red evil eyes. Um so yeah. I've just, yeah, um Commander Ventura's just made a good suggestion. He's he's now looking at me like Bugs Bunny looks at Elma Fudd going You do realise you've this is war <laughs> So um I don't recall Bugs Bunny ever giving anyone the evil eye. I thought he was it was more like giving Bugs Bunny the evil eye, not Bugs Bunny giving them the evil eye. You know what? Um, I, as much as I would like to go into a, uni, uh, a Looney Tunes uh, marathon to find out um, if that's true, I'm quite sure there is a point where you've had Bugs being absolutely evil. But um, we'll we'll stay in the in the wonderful world of uh, Elite Dangerous um, now. This was quite a, an interesting one. I started this research topic off last week. Um, I asked on the forums and on Reddit the following question. Um, what do you think or what do you hope that the feature update for 2023 will be? And also what you'd expect it to be. So, you know, there's what you'd like it to be and what you think Frontier are working on. Uh, and I gave people about six options to choose from, which were engineering, crime and punishment, more BGS, power play, CQC, or um, additional on-foot exploration mechanics. Uh, thanks to Zim for that one. Um, we had a really, really good response to this. But first, before we go through those responses, um, I thought I'd ask that straight to the team as well. So we'll start with Ben. If you had a choice of, of those six, 
What would you really want? What I would like the most of them to do would be to work and radically overhaul crime and punishment. We are the orange sidewinder for a reason, and I am going to die on that boat. Yeah, it is. A, it is. A, it is the right way to do with it. You know, you do the crime, you do the time. Damn it! Um, I'm. I'm all for that, and yeah, I. I think. I. I think some form of time-based gameplay punishment mm-hmm. makes sense. Um. Now, obviously, it's a game, you know, you're not actually going to have people sitting there doing hard labour. Mm-hmm. I don't see why you can't go and say, well, okay, you could, you know, you've got to pick up 100 tonnes of bio-waste from outside of the station. And, mm-hmm. you you know, you we've got ways to force them into, you're doing it in an Asma Sidewinder without a frameshift drive. Yeah, I, I see no problems with that. Um... I would also like it, though, so that they could, especially if you do it with your mates, you can escape from it as well. Um, you know, imagine some you're, you're you're out on the chain gang, and all of a sudden your your mate in his corvette, for want of a better ship to pick, swings by, takes out the local security force, and busts you out. That's bloody brilliant gameplay there as well. Um, and yes, that's the, that's the kind of thing that I would love. I have no faith that they're ever going to implement it, but I would love it. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's what you want. I mean, what do, would you expect? What I think we're going to get is some shite overhaul to engineering. Because <laughs> the overhaul that I want involves taking it out and throwing it in the bin. And that's not <laughs> going to happen either. Yeah. Uh, funny you should mention that. Um, Shan, you wanted to reply to that. Yeah, well, Ben sort of answered it as you went along, but you could conceivably uh, have these orange sidewinders dock at someone's fleet carrier and, like, do a Grand Theft Auto and nick the ships of them um, by by jumping out. Uh, But since we're sort of, like, going on and Ben mentioned it, my want and expect is engineering, and I would like them to delete engineered power plants and that's all they need to do just delete engineered power plants and it's done they can delete engineered power plants but frankly get rid of the whole thing it doesn't add anything to the game and it just removes all the balance (laughs) yeah that's that's certainly one thing you're looking at um right um can we pop over to uh hi yeah what did you think to this well, what do what, what do I want? What do I what do I expect? Um, yeah, um, I w- um. So, what I would really, really like is um uh, now, and I don't know in what way I'd like it, but I would really, really like an overhaul to crime and punishment. I would like, um, I would like being in a um in a state of nefariousness to mean anything that said i would like it to be a little bit more tricky let's say to be in that state of nefariousness which um let's face it um kind of means that some of especially the on foot missions they might require a tiny bit of overhauling because sometimes you've just got to shoot a dude um 
and that's not that's not me being me being sort of flippant with it sometimes you absolutely have to shoot someone just to save the mission from failing or something along those lines so um that that kind of that kind of thing is is possible i did go manage to go through the whole of today without getting any notoriety whatsoever but i didn't do a lot of heist missions that might be where my failing is um because you're always caught when you do the heist missions well, it, it, it's not cool. It's just um, you, as soon as you kill one person, you can't leave any witnesses and all of those kind of things. Because especially when you're doing those covert ones, you like the part of the covert is not having anyone find you and stuff. And it, th- there's no witnesses to raise the alarm. If you can't find where the alarm is and you've, you've got yourself lost in a base, um, if there's no witnesses to raise the alarm, that's as good as there not being an alarm to raise. Um, but that that said, um, the it, there is there is something like that's fundamentally missing from doing those. Like, no, I, I want it to. I want that to feel like it has consequence. What the result to that is is I I don't know. It feels like it's well above, uh, well well above what um what I would know, and I guess. I'm still I still feel like I'm still relatively new to any nefarious actions at all. So anything that I would say would be maybe maybe either not enough or um or or weird. Um but I do agree with Mac that y- your security levels of, level of the systems should have some kind of like bearing on that. It should feel more dangerous to do crimes in a high security system. And, and sort of like the, those kind of things having an effect. What do I think that they're going to do? Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to see them do some. Well, I know that's a like again. What do I think they're going to do? Oh, I don't. Yeah. Think, I, I think there is going to be some engineering, but I don't think. I don't think the engineering overhaul is something that they like something that's never been done before, or so, or something like that. The mm-hmm. the way that the way that it was advertised or first let's say first spoke about was like a groundbreaking thing that's never been done in elite um like they've played with they they changed the bgs loads of times in elite they've done engineering loads of times in um at, well they, they've had a look at engineering before these are i'm still waiting for um waiting for like this big thing and I, I i i i don't know whether that falls in anything that you said honestly yeah yeah, and, and and I know what you mean. It's it, it's it's one of these. Uh, what if it's power question. play, Colin? What if it's power play? Can you imagine? Well, uh, it's quite interesting. You should mention that, um, Shan. You for you next. Oh, I was going to say um, that at the frontier two in February, Arf did say uh, engineering revamp was on the card so that's why i'm leaning towards that one although to be fair everything on that list could do with a revamp yeah i must admit it was um it, it is a bit of a <laughs> a, a wish list on my behalf i must i must admit but um the funny thing was uh i did go through uh uh, I did go through um, all the responses and uh, that everybody contributed to both on Reddit and came up with some statistics for you all. Um, now, as far as what people expect, 
to be updated. Um, 80% of people who responded said they expected it will be engineering. Um, which, you know, <laughs> that's quite a high um, expectation. Uh, I mean, as has been pointed out, Bruce was on the forum about, what, six months ago asking for what the people were thinking about in an engineering free change to gathering mats and things like that. That was pre-Odyssey, um, Colin. Pardon? Yeah, it's pre-Odyssey, was it? Yeah, yeah, not six months ago. That was before Odyssey that they started. Um, they started talking about what people would like to see in changes of engi in engineering because it was all to do with um, ship engineering. There was no on foot stuff. And yeah. then when the foot stuff came into... That, that sounds rude. Why does it sound so rude? But then when, when we start, all started engaging in foot stuff, um, it... Um, People then started asking, "Well, what about the foot stuff? Are you gonna are you gonna mess with that too?" And oh, we've got no plans to deal with that at the time. Well, yeah. foot stuff needs even more of an overhaul than normal engineering. Uh, I'm not getting involved in that one because I haven't st even started the engineering grind. I've Good got some fucking luck. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I must admit, I'm looking at it and and after hearing feedback from everyone else, I'm there going, nope, I think I'll just carry on doing what I'm doing and enjoying myself, please. Yeah, you can always wait for the revamp uh, yeah. to make it easier. Because <laughs> the that one is that comes at the beginning of next year. <laughs> oh, that, that, is, that is what tends to happen in games, isn't it? Is it starts off with rock hard, takes forever to do something. Mm -hmm. And then the player's feedback just takes forever. It's uh, change it then the developers then change it and it becomes easier to do it down the line. So I think you're doing the right thing, Colin, by waiting for the revamp because it surely will come. I actually think that what you're saying there about engineering and engineering on foot, it is blatantly obvious that the engineering on foot is in no way related to the shipboard engineering, unfortunately. You know, why it's not... Why it isn't just engineering, and okay, fine, you're engineering a gun versus engineering a ship gun. I don't know why we care, but th there's such different mechanics and such different everything. I don't, I don't understand why. I, I think the thing is with engineering on foot and Odyssey is it does seem to be the main point of, of Odyssey is to get the maps to engineer, whereas engineering in the flying side of Elite seems to be a nice to have. You don't need to have an engineered ship and there's other things, other aims you can do but I get the feeling is the engineering in Odyssey was the point of it. I don't think yeah. necessarily that that's I, I I don't agree with that, Sean, because um, I've managed to pick myself up a, a Class 3 Dominator suit um, by being at an outpost and you know they're not they're not that rare to, to come across that kind of level of uh, of suit, and I think I've been able to survive high res um, uh, conflict zones in that that level three suit without a problem. So I don't think you really need the engineering to survive the current. Let, let's wait for thyroid combat, shall we? Yeah, I mean that might be the main in impotence to actually get get your um, your suit hardened up, if you see what I mean. Ah, oh, but of course, for Thargoid combat, you'll need Guardian engineered modules. <laughs> 
there might be that as well. Psychic. I would I would say that you're you're making a comparison to Thargoid engineering as being oh, sorry a Thargoid combat being the thing oh you're going to need a a more engineered um weapons uh, or more engineered weapons and stuff when you get Thargoid on foot combat um should that ever happen it's going to happen but um yeah you 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 say that as if you don't you can just buy a ship stock and go and kill a Thargoid, which you definitely like some people can, but not a lot of people can, and they would need also need engineering. It's it's it's, 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 it's your it's a false dichotomy, mm-hmm. or but bad comparison to say oh well you're gonna well, you're definitely gonna need the engineering for on foot thogs because you definitely need the engineering well, some people, yeah. for ship thogs. I mean I am because some some people say the engineering grind to get an AX ship. Is is too long, too tricky, too boring as well. They'd make it equally the same comparison. Markle Quint. Let's just be honest. It's all Markle Quint's fault. It's all epsilon data. <laughs> That's the problem there. Well, going back to the statistics, um, yeah, 80% of um, the people that responded said engineering is what they expected. 10% said crime and punishment. 5% said the BGS, and 5% expected it to be power play. Now, do you want to take a guess at what would be the number one feature for um, that they actually wanted? Are we supposed to be taking guesses, Colin? Because we can oh, see well. it. Oh, okay, I'm not looking, and I will guess crime and punishment. You are correct, Ben. Take, go to the top of the class. 38% of uh, people that responded uh, wanted crime and punishment, followed by 29% wanted the on-foot exploration to be um, uh, basically worked on. Um, then, surprisingly... 20% of the people that responded said power play. I know I have to put my hands up here because um, it's the usual suspects that I, I see who are always going on about power play. Every single one of them responded to this one. So that might be a slight skewing of the figures a bit. Um, but 11% said they'd want more changes to the BGS. And 2%, 2%, uh, no, I did not skew, make any false accounts to skew the results. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, he just he, he just bribed people. How very dare you? Um, yeah, CQC got two percent, so that's basically a couple of people. <clears throat> uh, they they said they wanted enhancements to CQC over everything else. So, um, how many people responded? It wasn't it wasn't thousands. Put it that way, Kitiana. Um, we were talking about a hundred or so, so you know, it's still quite good, really. Um, but it just kind of gives you an idea of um, how people were feeling about what was happening. Um, I mean, personally, I'm with Ben. I I think crime and punishment. <laughs> Commander Ventura is asking when I should send him five pound. It was fifteen, wasn't it? You had to send it. <laughs> just, just shush. Um, right, these people questioning my integrity. I put a lot of work into this. Jeez, and money. <laughs> you didn't have to go off and well, sort of. Huge skew, you didn't have to skew the results. You just went off and advertised the polls on the CQC and PowerPlay forums <laughs> and, and on the PowerPlay Discord. It's like, hey, everybody, I've done this poll here. Go and answer it. Well, I must have done a very bad job on the CQC front. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think the surprise for me actually was power play coming that high. Um, a lot of people, especially um, uh, Rubber Nuke, Rubber Nuke uh, who is this famous power play um, promoter, if you say, on the forums, um, he was there going, saying, "Look, everything else has had its has had improvements." Engineering's had three passes. Crime and Punishment has had an extra pass. The BGS has had constant updates. It's power plays time, and and that was a, a lot of sentiment about the from the other power players. Um, but surprisingly enough, the exploration side of things uh, beat them out. There was an awful lot of stuff about that. We need something more to do with the plants apart from scanning them. It's very nice. You're taken to some very nice places, but we'd like something more to do with them, like maybe mine them. Um, go on, Shan. You got something to say on power play? Yeah. I, I, to be fair, I'm not actually that surprised. Um, power play was up there because it has a very avid following, and the potential of it is tremendous. So, no, I'm not surprised it's up there because, say, people who engage in it are really, really engaged engage in it. it. Yes, they do. Uh, I mean. uh, and, but also, the more you engage in it, the more you want it to be more than Postman Pat, if you see what I mean. There's, it, you, you want more. You can say, oh, wow, this is an amazing mechanic. This is an amazing gameplay. Mm-hmm. If only it did X, Y, and Z. So I think the enthusiasm has come through on the poll here. Yeah, I mean, there was uh, there was that. I mean, uh, Paul Archer has has asked how many people to actually play Power Play, and I have to say, in the game itself, uh, we're probably it's very very low, a couple of hundred, uh, maybe a thousand at the most. Although, ironically, uh, what's happened in the last couple of the last month or so is that the the Russian. Um, the Russian character Grom, he's shot up the charts for the for some reason. We don't know why. All of a sudden, it, it seemed like all the um, all his supporters just suddenly got back into the game and started playing it again, which um, it, it, it shocked quite a few other people. Um, so yeah, uh, I mean there were uh, you know other features which were requested. Was was quite actually. Base building came up quite high, surprisingly enough. Um, I did say, I mean, that's a new feature, not a, a rework. There was the usual calls from for VR. Um, Old Duck, he said that one of the things that he would actually want is to rework the wing missions. I thought the wing missions were okay. I mean... Um, I could see how a rework would be useful. Because I know a lot of wing missions, people just wing up, go and do something else, and they take it in turns, or one of them will complete one mission, and they'll just pile rewards on rewards and rewards. Yeah. So I can see how that would that changing that would appeal to some. I did see something in there that I really liked, actually, which was the uh, a revamp of rare goods. Yes, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, basically ignore them now as a money-making exercise. Yeah, because they've they've kind of been overwritten by uh, basically 
bounty hunting and yeah. mining, haven't they? That's that's the money makers. Everybody just goes. Um, they just skip over that, which is a shame because there's a whole lot of extra um, NPC interaction if you're flying around with rare goods because um, pirates will come after you then, which I think is great. Anything for a bit more pirate action. It's one of those things that's swung back the other way, perhaps a bit too far, because early on in Gamma, you could fill your hold up with rare goods with no limit, sell them at huge amounts, and you were it was the way of making money in Gamma, wasn't it? And then Frontier changed it to limit the quantities you got. So the pendulum has swung away from rare goods as a money making thing. And yeah. now they're main they're mainly there just to gather and befriend engineers. Yeah. Um, I mean, looking at what else there was, uh, there was the usual open private debate, which all kicked off as usual. Um, <laughs> uh, we've, we're going to leave that one because basically it's, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's just another can of worms, which we, I think we've been over again and again and again. And we've got new missions. And of course, um, people are still asking about, can we have a mission campaign? You know, I don't know, something Squadron 42-like. Um, that's the thing. I, I mean, I don't know whether or not I'd want a kind of Wing Commander-esque campaign. Because, it, it, I don't know, it turns the game into a theme park instead of a sandbox. But, but the, I mean, the upshot of all this is <laughs> um, the rework seems, everybody's expecting engineering to be the one reworked, but they would prefer crime and punishment. <laughs> According to this very, very tiny um, uh, poll that we've done. I mean, is that, I just, is that? I just think that's small scale. You think it's small scale? Yeah, I think I, like while while yes, absolutely, engineering having a whatever engineering would have a lovely, um, a lovely um, it would be lovely to have engineering um revamped or certain sections of it revamped. I just think for it to be something that for for Arthur to say. This is something that's never that we're going to attempt something that's or we're looking at doing something that's never been done in Elite before. I don't think an engineering rework is the is the thing that's never been done in Elite before. Are I, they I, the same thing? What do you mean? Well, is it the same thing Arthur's talking about, or was he talking about the? It's about the new feature. That was, I'm not talking about the, and then there's something else coming, isn't there? Well, I, th this was to do with the thing that was coming at the beginning of the um, the um, the beginning of next year was something that he's never they've never done in um, they've never attempted in Elite before. That was the impression that I got. I believe that they were they were supposed to be there was it, it was the the same thing. It was within the same sentence. I don't I don't think Arthur's mind jumps about as much as mine necessarily does. Oh, that's interesting because I had that the impression it was the other way around. Well, that, that uh, I, there's something else. Yeah, there's something else. The thing that there's, they've never done an elite before will be coming with a big narrative put thing that happens in November, and then we have the big this rework of the of the this other feature happening in the beginning of 2023, 
which everybody knows it's probably going to be March before it's ready. The narrative, the narrative thing happening in November was, um, my understanding was the start of the new narrative arc. So while yeah, that could potentially be something that they've never they've never tried before. I feel like maybe 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 I am misinterpreting it then, but I just felt like it was. I'm fallen on this one. I took it as. You know, the the big feature the big feature that they've never tried being you know on foot combat with certain aliens or something along those lines and then the revamp being not being the big thing. Well, if only if only there was a situation in like maybe two weeks time or just shy of two weeks <laughs> that we might be able to get asked to clarify that for us. That that could be a, a prime example to to ask. So, so basically, it's um, you've, you've got two pieces of homework. You've, you've got to ask about the which um, ship skins have sold the best, and you've got to ask him what did you exactly mean when this happened. I'm glad you got Sai to ask those questions because it takes my list of questions to over a hundred. No, no, we're not going to let you anywhere near them, Shan. You'll just scare them off, like you did last time. I spread light and joy wherever I go. Ah, <laughs> oh, ah, oh, that that hurt. The, the 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 strength of the lie hurt me physically. I'm not sure. I wasn't sure how you could manage to do that. I should be prime minister, like anyway. <laughs> what Shan is not admitting is whose light and joy he is spreading, and who it's for. It's fine. It's fine. It is, fine, it is anyway. a true statement. It's just his personal gratification. <laughs> it's it's fine because anyway, Kate, as Katie quite rightly says, we can't plan Lave Radio re- related activities two weeks in advance because that's just not the Lave Radio way. <laughs> we normally plan two hours before the show starts. Two hours, <laughs> two minutes, two minutes. I mean, like anything from two hours to two minutes. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> let's just say last time we prepared. Uh, we got a whole load of questions from the community, submitted it to Frontier, and I think Lawrence took one look at it and went, nope, yeah, they went, nope. Nope. <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, they were like, yeah, uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to be busy this week. Uh, we'll, get, then, we'll get somebody on else on, and he'll, he'll, he'll come. And then and he went and had a look at it. Well, there were nice questions. There were nice questions. <laughs> but they weren't cakewalks, but they weren't nasty either. <laughs> anyway, um, we shall. Uh, I think we're going to have to wrap it up now because we've got important stuff to discuss in the community. I, oh, I, I was going to oh, say one quickly, thing yeah. about the military career. Oh, um, yes, Ben. That was something said... that some, somebody was go- somebody mentioned they they would love Elite Danish to have a military career, and I have to admit, mm-hmm. I would I would I would like the idea of when you come into game, you don't mm-hmm. get the co- you have the option of. Not getting the Cobra and 100 credits or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, okay, would you like, you know, choose your commander, choose your faction, mm-hmm. and then you do go into a military, you know, you go in as a military commander, as a rookie pilot, and work through a five to ten hour story, maybe longer, who knows, who cares? Yep. You know, where you learn the basics. And you go on a few missions, you're doing stuff for the military, you're given your ship, you're given your weapons, mm-hmm. um, and then, for whatever reason, you're then kicked out of the military, and that's when you actually start the game proper. So, almost like your military career could almost be like a tutorial. Oh, no, that's um, a bit like Eve. 
It might be. I've never played. I feel, like that's, I feel like that's really similar to the start of Eve. I might be very mistaken. I, d- I don't know. Might be. Yeah. It, it is. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. I mean, I must admit. I mean, that's that's isn't that supposed to be the whole premise of Squadron Forty Two and Star Citizen? Basically, you start off as as, as basically a pilot, and then you finish the Star so, Citizen. So, so, camp. Uh, sort of. Though, I think is. I can't remember. Star Citizen's actually. I can't remember if it's meant to be before or after Squadron Forty Two, but anyway. Yeah. The thing about the, the thing about the military crews and elite is it's not military military; it's militia. It's not when you see a, a rank of admiral or something. You're not an admiral in no. the federal navy. You're an admiral in, like the reserve. Military, in the militia reserve. Yeah, so it's not yeah. a true military career. I mean, I must admit, I would prefer them to expand on the, you know, going up the ranks quicker and in that way if, you, if you're doing a military career. Um, because that's one thing that I did enjoy in Frontier First Encounters, the kind of, the fact that you would go up the, the ranks as well as your combat rank, ranking as well. But I think they'd need to change the mission structure because I think I got Admiral by delivering hmm. uh, data to the next door system six light years away or something like that. So, you know. Yeah, that's effectively how I got my um, clipper. But um, yes, <laughs> no Renfield 1897. It's not Galactic Dad's Army. Jeez. It's Forum Dad's Army. It's Forum Dad's Army. <laughs> right, well, moving on to the community corner, there are two things that uh, we would like to highlight. Obviously, we have the Elite Expanse video, which is... Um, the homage. I don't know whether or not we're going to be. Uh, if we can run the the, the thing on uh, the the uh, expanse video on the on the Twitch. The guys at the expanse took notice of that. Uh, that is, it's absolutely um, stunning. Ben, you're our expanse expert. I mean, what, what is your reaction to that? Oh, it's absolutely gorgeous and beautiful. I love it. Um, I love the fact that Ty, Ty Frank also saw it and was like, "Damn, does this mean I need to play elite again, or does it need to play elite now?" Yeah. Um, yeah. And I love the fact that you know the. Elite siege, elite community team reached out to them and like, give us a shout if you need a hand. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, I. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I could actually see elite being up there, up ties, um, sort of bandwagon as well. If he sort of in terms of his gaming stuff. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know everything about him, obviously, but you know, from what I do know, I know he's he's he likes his open world stuff and things. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it just goes to prove that I think that Elite actually has the the possibility of being an Elite uh, a TV series as well, but. Uh, uh, it's certainly a soap opera at Lay Radio, isn't it? <laughs> but in all seriousness, I that deliberately didn't watch that because I wanted to see it live on the show to get my impressions, and Ben was spot on. That's probably one of the best elite videos I've seen for years. And it yeah. was spot on. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Okay. Um, now we're going to quickly move on to um, our new section, we're going to call this a psychic section here because basically, um, psychic, we're giving you the opportunity you to hate send... salvation as much as I hate salvation. Yes, yeah, do you is... think he's a bit of a prick? Because I think he's a bit of a prick. I've been saying it from the very beginning. He killed a lot of people. Come join Operation Witch Hunt. We'd be glad to have you. <laughs> Do you have any special instructions for for Operation Witch Hunt to be broadcast over Lay Radio? Uh, no, yes. To get the special instructions, you need to enter the secret code in the. Di- There's no secret code in the Discord. <laughs> come and join the Discord, where there will be there will be um, um, shit going down. Like to to be current, um, we should have a tick in um t- a tick this evening um a, a background simulation tick come on which... si, you we all know you can't predict the tick well i mean well it's going to be at some point around um around 3 a.m in the game time that's what it's been quite recently um we will very likely at that point take um all of the odyssey settlements from azimuth biotech in um um Tauri, mm-hmm. um, which is very exciting. We need to double check and establish whether or not we can take Hind Mine. So it might be a possibility that we then throw them back into um, into conflict. But um, there's been there's been over eight hundred battles won at all of the different CCs in. Um, uh, um, Tauri, which is, and not to mention the in space CZs as well, um, because we are an equal opportunities Horizons Odyssey console, um, group of commanders. Um, we are also, they have just gone into retreat over the last couple of days, they went into retreat in Karato as well. Which, um, if we can get them into retreat because they moved their mega ship out of the system, there actually stands a chance of them actually being, um, battered out of that system, which I'm quite excited <laughs> about, which will leave us with Maya um as the option, the final option to um to send them out of and then just um a further one more further attempt to um uh to flip. Do let let's we I've got to wait to see what happens on the tick. We might need to try again to flip T Tauri, but um it's it's 
all happened very quickly. <laughs> I was expecting to be able to give these kind of updates maybe two, three weeks down the line. But um, they're, 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 very, they're a very fastidious bunch of bastards that are doing a lot of work. It's great. <laughs> See, you've got an inspired people. How's that sound? I mean, there's it's Salvation who's done the inspiring. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, psych it. What have you done? I know, right? It's great. It's great stuff. <laughs> You've made a monster. We've also got to mention who who's who was the partner that you had with you that set you set this up. Oh, Celine! Yes, Celine set Celine, it up. Was it. Celine, Celine um, was um, the spark of um, knowing that Celine had been doing stuff as well um, uh, previously, and we we talked and we were like, let's make let's make a thing. Let's make it. Make sure that it is. Um, kind of faction free so that if you if you want to take part and you don't want to like inform your other your other commanders or your um, other commanders in your faction it's not a faction pledging to a thing it is individual commanders um, which are which are some of um, some of my favorite favorite things and we couldn't come up with a name we were talking about loads of shit and terrible terrible stuff and kate just casually walks in and goes well it's clearly operation witch hunt and we were like yes yes it is because she is a genius when it comes to stuff like that right okay so there we have there we have it operation uh, witch hunt there you go go join the discord We'll move quickly on to the mostly clueless um, Newt Scaramander 88. Um, this was from Psychic's chat today. A tip for new players, if you don't have that much money, instead of buying an A-rated fuel scoop, you should buy a B-rated fuel scoop. It is way cheaper and the, f the scoop speed is about the same. And ironically, um, if I remember rightly, I don't think fuel scoops weigh anything. So um, yeah, that is that is quite a good power requirements vary as well. Ah, that's that. that's where the difference will be power requirements. But then again, normally you just put the um, the fuel scoop at the the highest power priority, so that basically as soon as you deploy your weapons, the fuel scoop switches off because you don't need it. So that would be my hint. Um, we do have an, any other business, uh, and this is to do with LeaveCon, which will be happening in, what, two weeks, two, three weeks. Um, a new Twitch channel, Twitch channel has been created to help with LeaveCon and more, is to give people who can't attend in person um, a chance to see the shenanigans that's going on, and that's at uh, Leave Radio Tech. And it will fill in between the main LeaveCon schedule events streamed over at Leave Radio. The Leave Radio virtual stage will be at the meeting point. Uh, the Twitch channel will be playing back issues of Emily Inkpen's The Dexland Legacy, Dr. Alan Stroud's Data Slate, Chris Jarvis's Escape Veloc Velocity with Commander Witherspoons and Commander Beetlejuice Galnet News Digest and music created by the community for this project. So if you feel left out because you can't go to LaveCon, please join Commander Ventura if you can. Uh, and also if you're a content creator and be streaming during LaveCon 2022, please email with all the relevant information to laveradiotech at gmail.com and we'll let other commanders knows, know. So um, there we go. Uh, feel free to, uh, uh, to help out with uh, LaveCon. Now... Uh, we actually had uh, some positive feedback about Live Radio. 
from um, Dan Technic. Um, but it's not about us. Uh, this is a message to basically uh, our our sometimes um, substitute contributor from the East India Company, and that is Mac Winston. Um, Dan has said that he's just listened to the latest episode uh, and um, love what you do. He says, Mac is the biggest nerd I know, but I honestly can listen to him for hours. Unashamed nerd. Big love for that. So there you have it, um, Mac. You, I can see you in in chat. You have a fan. I hope it's not Stan. Don't let it go to your head. <laughs> right. Um, let's quickly go do the shout outs. Um, so next week, the Dex Legacy Interlude Four Angel City will premiere at Live Radio at um, eight p.m on the 12th of the 7th, 2022. Uh, for more information, go to thedexlegacy.com. Uh, uh, right. Next, we have um, our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio. It broadcasts on a Thursday at 8.30. You can tune in at twitch.tv Hutton Orbital Truckers or just go for the audio at radio.forthemug.com. Um, for the discerning commander that likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash elite dangerous CQC. And if you get an opportunity, um, vote for that CQC bug to be, uh, for Frontier to have a look at. Um, we're also giving a shout out to the following Elite Dangerous podcast. So that's Allegrab AM, Canon podcast. Spanish speakers have the Elite cast. There's the Fatherhood podcast, Flight Assist, the Guard Frequency, Loose Screws, and of course, Squeaking Fuel. Um, now, following this, we also have the latest Galnet News Digest, as provided by Commander Witherspoon and Commander Beetlejuice. Um, and we'd just like to thank everybody who has chipped in on the Twitch chat. And um, Ben, how many times have you been blown up in. in um, I've been blown up twice, mm-hmm. um, and I've been taken down to 2% by one commander once, and then he went off and interdicted me and looked at me, and I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to... I'm just like, yeah, uh, whatever. You, you're still you, 2%, I'm not going to touch you. So basically you got pitied. Yeah. I went, oh, I went off and I said hi to him, and then he went away. <laughs> Maybe well, that's then, why they're well, you, Colin. Maybe they take one look and they pity you and go away. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Have you, uh, before you run away, Colin, have you seen my message in chat? And are we doing anything about that just now? Um, I haven't heard anything, to be honest. I don't know whether or not we're allowed to talk about it or not. We, we, are, we are allowed to talk about it. Um... Okay, then talk about it, Ben, but I am not aware of all the details. Okay, so as Colin says, we don't know all the details. Some people will have will have received emails from uh, Frontier, hopefully today, about their care package from front, from LaveCon 2021. Now, you sh- if you that email has gone out to anybody who had a LaveCon 2021 ticket and who responded to the questionnaire that was sent out saying do you essentially do you mind if we share your details with frontier because of course people need the um i think yeah i think chan's right i think it might be the gold tickets not day tickets i'm not i'm not 100 sure on that um 
but basically people needed a, you know, because of DCMA, they need to go off and, you know, we can't just give everyone, we can't give Frontier everyone's email address. We need official, we, we need sort of permission to go off and share that. So basically, if you, sh if you should have had an email, or if you think you should have had an email, please get in touch with Karen at, I think it's info at H HCS or something like that. Um, so that, that, but also Karen is obviously very, 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 very weak and don't expect any kind of response until after LaveCon. Um, Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Also, Sally goes off and says, um, even if you responded to Sally's email today confirming, yes, it's me, please go and, and give me my care package. Um, she's asking for a couple of weeks to obviously get responses in as well, so nothing's going to happen immediately. Have a little bit more patience, but you know, at least something's happening, and if you, if, you should have heard, if you should have heard something and you haven't heard nothing, get in touch with Karen, and hopefully, maybe one time eventually, everything's sorted. Right. Well, after all that, we'll, we'll sort out um, more details on the care package once we've got it all clarified. Yeah. Um, right. Now, following this, uh, yes, we've already got our Garnet News Digest. Uh, you've done that, done that, done that. Right. Okay. Special thanks, of course, to Commander Tokusol, Jay Intrax, and Alan Stroud, who have created music for the show. Now, if you want uh, to f to get the show notes for this uh, for this. I use the the phrase liberally broadcast. Um, you can find that at laveradio.com. We always post the, the the show notes up there when we when we put a uh, an, uh, a podcast out. So um, if you want all the links, they'll all be up there. So um, if anybody has got any, no other any other business, I'll close out the show. Nope. Okay, so that's it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, email info at laveradio.com. Hit us up at facebook.com slash laveradio. Tweet us at laveradio. And you can join our Discord server by, go to, by going to discord.io slash laveradio. Uh, we can also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders like to hang out and chat, which you can find at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Now, please get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Um, and you can even leave comments in the YouTube video uh, if you want to. So, Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. Um, thanks to Ben, thanks to Psykit, and thanks to Commander Wonga himself, that's Commander Shan. And special thanks, of course, go to today's tech specialist, and that be Commander Ventura. Um, so until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous.
Digest 5th of July 3308. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, we look at all the stuff Salvation has been asking for, speculate about the bloodbath that is likely to start on Thursday, and try to imagine who that mysterious hooded imperial might be. There are now two simultaneous appeals from Salvation and Azimuth Biotech. The first is from medicines and reactive armour to help keep the conventional forces of the Federation Empire and Alliance in fighting form as they fight off the Thargoids while Azimuth struggles to follow the instructions for assembling their Proteus Wave superweapon. The other appeal is for more Guardian technology to help complete the superweapon. It seems that Azimuth didn't deploy a quantity surveyor for the project, and they find themselves significantly short of materials. Both appeals are taking place in the HIP 22460 system, one at the heart of Taurus Megaship and the other at the Bright Sentinel. Both are offering exclusive paint jobs for the top 75% of participants that look surprisingly similar to huge targets painted on the back of the spaceship. Azimuth's mistake means that the Proteus Wave weapon is unlikely to be ready to fire until Tuesday or Wednesday next week, with Salvation's Thargoid whispering beacons calling Thargoids to come to the system. The expectation must be that virtually the entire Thargoid battle fleet will have assembled in HIP 22460 by Thursday morning. And that Salvation won't be able to fire his weapon until after the weekend, creating all the conditions for the biggest Thargoid-human conflict in the history of encounters with aliens. Pilots with anti-Zeno combat experience are urged to make their way to HIP 22460 over the next couple of days. If the Thargoids overwhelm the system, perhaps Salvation will never get a chance to fire his superweapon. But if he does, then by the middle of next week, what will happen? Will this have been the last great battle? Will the Thargoids really disappear? as Salvation claims, will all the anti-Xeno pilots have no option but to retire and return to a life-hauling bio-waste out of Van Maan and Star? Will the galaxy become unnaturally peaceful, with nothing exciting other than a missing Zihe biomorphic companion to fill the columns of Galnet? 
Somehow, we don't think that's very likely. And there's another unanswered question. We don't know why the Thargoid Rex and the HIP-22460 systems have been cordoned off. What is Azimuth Biotech doing with them? Is Azimuth making further attempts to splice humans into Thargoid ships? Is it preparing for a land battle? Are these Thargoid sites that some have speculated might be hive ships likely to become more dangerous when the Thargoid battle fleet arrives? Mystery surrounds yesterday's broadcast by an unidentified young imperial woman dressed in a religious habit. Cunningly hooded so that commentators could identify her as both young and a woman, but still be completely unable to make out any distinguishing features, this woman spoke in a clipped imperial accent. Other than that, there seemed to be no clues to this new leader of a new and politically charged sect of the Thargoid-loving Thargoid cult could be. So, let's look at some options. Who could this charismatic new leader, the so-called first apostle of the true chapters, possibly be? Given that she's been described as young, we probably need to eliminate 131-year-old Senator Zemina Torval from our inquiries. Sprightly though she is for her age, you might be stretching things a bit to call the CEO of Torval Mining Limited youthful. Similarly, Emperor Arissa and Lord of Reparation Ursula Torquatus seem unlikely to be stowing away on megaships belonging to obscure religious cults. Torquatus is still in prison in any case. Imperial engineer Tiana Fortune and the head of Imperial Intelligence Saskia Landau seem to be outsiders too. It's hard to imagine why they might want to subvert a cult of fatalist Thargoid worshippers into opposing salvation. How about Princess Ashling Duval or Lady Astrid Minerva Duval? One of them's a liberal do-gooder, the other's an experienced combat pilot who married the figurehead of an isolationist political movement. While Ashling has been known to do slightly crazy things, notably freeing a load of slaves into penury, and while she's a known salvation sceptic, both of these characters have better platforms of their own should they choose to stand up to salvation. They simply don't need to lead mildly nutty religious orders to be heard. The options are beginning to run out. How likely is it that Professor Albert Tesro, once member of a different religious cult, then the head of research for Aegis and a sworn enemy of Salvation and Azimuth Biotech, would disguise herself as a far god figurehead and attempt to lead a shipload of gloomy doomsday cultists to oppose the messianic maniac who plans to inflict genocide on the Thargoids? Realistically, it's not going to happen, is it? The real candidate to be this new religious leader spurring the Fargod cult into action against Salvation and his superweapon has to be someone who really hates Azimuth Biotech and the witch who runs it. Someone whose life has been transfigured by acts of unspeakable and heedless cruelty. Someone who knows firsthand just how evil Azimuth Biochemicals is. Someone who escaped with the help of a disillusioned scientist, Dr. Edmund Pierce, and made her way to HIP 22460 to meet up with him. Someone who is powerless, but who has had experiences that will make the Thargoid cult treat her as a demigod. Someone who has been one with the Thargoid hive mind. Someone who has flown a Thargoid scout ship using only her mind. 
the only person who can turn the Fargod cult from a bunch of nihilistic, end-of-the-galaxy doomsters and can use them as a weapon to attempt to destroy Salvation and his evil plans is the person that Azimuth Biochemicals spliced into a Thargoid ship at Oaken Point. The test subject that survived. Test subject D2. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we join the alien worshipping cult so you don't have to. (laughs) 